What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Intermission Podcast, Week 15 NFL Pick'em and Betting Edition. It's me, Alex. I'm joined with Dalton, Mike, Thomas, and someone might join later. Not too sure, but what's going on, boys? Well, what up, what up? Got some, got some Saturday football tonight. Uh, just watched the um, Bills game. Big I'm feeling game. good. The Bills, Josh Allen, top three MVP candidate. You can't tell me he isn't. Guy's an absolute stud. I you saw what he's. You saw what he did. He already had like three touchdowns in the first half, and he's absolutely carrying right now. He's the and goat. It is against the Broncos, but okay. Hey, but all the performances. The Steelers lost to the Washington Football Team. <laughs> Dalton, I talk. I specifically chose the Eagles. And guess for what? Last week, lost lost the the and you lost to the Bills, Mike. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I have... remember. Remember when you were the only guy who picked them, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna. Don't worry. When they win, I'm gonna laugh at all you guys." And I'm like, you know, "Oh, I didn't laugh. say that." Okay, you know what? I have some thoughts about that. I don't know if we want to get into that now or later. Um... We'll wait for when uh, when those teams come up. Okay. All so... right. So Thursday night game this week was uh, the Chargers taking on the Raiders. The Chargers won an OT off a of Justin Herbert QB sneak. What do we think about that Thursday night game, boys? Um. Honestly, it just solidifies that the Raiders have just been falling apart over the last few weeks. I mean, um, got to give credit where it's due to the Chargers, but I just don't see the Raiders making the playoffs at all this year. Um, I think their chances are slowly dwindling. And um, yeah, just look forward to next year if you're a Raiders fan at this point. Yeah, the Raiders are done, honestly. They already fired their defensive coordinator because in three of those four losses they had before the Chargers game, they gave up 40 points. And the only reason they won against the Jets was because that was just a gifted game. Like, they should have lost that game. They should easily be on a five-game losing streak right now. But, yeah, the Raiders, I don't know. They're they're out of the playoff race now. And, honestly, they're done for this year. you got to feel bad for Carr, but it is what it is. Yeah, Raiders are done. A report came out saying John Gruden said that uh, Derek Carr suffered a serious injury. Like, obviously, we saw he was trying to run out of the pocket. Definitely hurt his groin. Marcus Mariota came in and started dotting it up like he was back at Oregon. He was playing really good, actually. It's just that his defense is absolutely terrible. And Justin Herbert was throwing dimes. Um, Raiders really should have won that game just because kicker on the Chargers missed a kick at the end of the game in the end of the fourth quarter to win it. Did he miss two? I think he missed two in the fourth quarter, and then they won in overtime off of a Justin Herbert quarterback sneak. I actually took the Chargers on that. I'm not surprised that the Raiders lost. When people ask, should I bet on the Raiders? Don't give a team like the Raiders your money after they got blown up by the Falcons, got saved off of a zone, a cover zero by Adam Gase with 10 seconds left against the Jets. Yeah, they have a 5% chance of making the playoffs. I think you bump that to zero because – they got to play the Dolphins. They also have to hope that the Ravens lose with the easiest last three games of the season. It's not going to happen. Raider fans, sorry, but you're out of the playoff race. All righty. Uh, the game going on right now, we got one minute and 56 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Bills Broncos currently 41-13. Josh Allen's showing out right now. I know Thomas is excited, uh, really boosting those MVP odds this week. What are you guys' thoughts? Well, I'll get into it now about how I feel. I mean, I I expected. I mean, it's the Denver Broncos. Um, I mean, not to not to diss. I don't, I don't even know what the word is, but not to like you know down on them because I mean, 
they've had the Denver Broncos have had a better season than I guess you could expect or say you would expect them to have considering all the injuries and everything like that. Uh, but I don't know. It's the Denver Broncos. Um, I expect Josh Allen or, or any mid quarterback to be able to perform that way against them. Um, I will talk about now um, last week, since we briefly touched upon it, um, the Steelers and Bills game. It, it was a good game. Um, I will say that some, some, no excuses. I was going to actually say an excuse, but no excuses. Um, the bills were the better team in that, uh, game, but, uh, I will say that the bills are just, they're not impressing me as a team that could go all the way, I guess, or a team that can potentially beat the chiefs. Cause as we know, the chiefs are the number one in AFC, number one in the league, um, we all know the Steelers, yes, they have problems. You can, you know, slander them all they want. Um, they don't have a run game. Their passing game is, is you know what's coming. They're, the short throws and everything like that. Their defense is riddled with injuries. But the Bills are not really impressing me. Um, all right, so I'm going to step in before Thomas goes just because I'm unbiased. I like the Dolphins. We just came off of a – one touchdown game, one score game against the Chiefs. Thanks for taking that safety tool. That really hurt us. But if there is a team in the AFC to beat the Chiefs, it's the Bills. And I'll tell you why. Chiefs defense is suspect. Straight up. They got dotted up by a Miami team that was missing their three running backs. There's three starting running backs. They were missing Devontae Parker for about half the game. Mike Giusecki broke his hand or something like that. Jakeem Grant got hurt. So they almost lost to a Dolphins team that had zero offensive weapons. Zero. The Bills stay healthy. That's probably the one team in the AFC that I can see competing with the Chiefs. Now, do I think they're going to beat the Chiefs? Probably not because Patrick Mahomes has so many weapons. It's unfair. We barely even seen Le'Veon Bell play. Um, I didn't watch this Bills game, but obviously I thought they were going to beat the Broncos. Congrats to Crazy Uncle Jeff and keeping that locked in. I think he's 7-0 and or something like that on his uh, locked in. And, um, yeah, Thomas, take the floor. Yeah, so, obviously, great performance from Josh Allen in this game. And last week against the Steelers, too. Sure, you know, it was a defensive showdown in the first half. But once Josh Allen, you know, got rolling and, you know, the Steelers couldn't cover digs, it was all over. They put the clamps on the Steelers, you know, suspect passing game right now. And there's no run game either. And, like, Mike, I know you said they're not impressing you, but right now, Josh Allen, he's honestly a top three MVP candidate right now. You can't say he isn't. He's playing the best football of his career. He's back-to-back-to-back games. He's played really well. And I know Mahomes has a lot of weapons, but people forget that Josh Allen has a ton of weapons too. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. Like, obviously, it's not as good as the Chiefs' weapons, but he still has good weapons. Cole Beasley, one of the best slot receivers in the league. Diggs, leading the NFL in receptions. Dawson Knox, he'll get, you know, a red zone touchdown when he need it. And their defense has been, you know, better as the season gone on. At the beginning of the year, they were kind of like out of their rhythm. But then now they've started to pick it up. And, you know, they've been putting some good performances together. So I do believe, and I'm trying not to be biased here, but if there's a team that can compete with the Chiefs, it's not going to be the Steelers right now because they're just not – If maybe they can get the offense going – Maybe, but I don't know because I don't think their defense would be able to stop, you know, Mahomes. Nobody can, to be honest. I think that the Bills, they just have so much firepower and they have a respectable enough defense 
Like, I feel like that they're really the only team right now that can kind of try to dethrone the Chiefs. But that's my opinion. What do you think, Dalton? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I like this Bills team a lot. Like, I like this Bills team a lot, a lot. Um, offensively, you know, their numbers might not add up to the Chiefs on paper. Um, I'm sure their stats will probably, could probably refute that. But, I mean, geez, th- th- this team looks so good right now, and they're getting hot at the right time. I mean, the Steelers, they were 11-0. You can talk about their schedule, whatever. 11-0 is 11-0 in my book. That's 11 wins. Like, when the Pats went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl, they were an undefeated team. doesn't matter who they lost to in the end. Great team the whole season. I hate the Patriots. They're a great team that season. Helmet catch for the win. Um, but, I mean, the one thing that this Chiefs team is lacking, I'd say, in terms of both sides of the ball is defense. They let up a lot of yardage every game, and that Bills defense is looking better and better as the year goes on. I couldn't tie the top of my head with the Bills schedule for the rest of the season, but, I mean, the Chiefs have some tough games, especially this week. Um, then they go to play the Falcons, and then they play the Chargers, and then it's time for playoffs. So, I mean, other than this last week, I don't think the Chiefs will be challenged too much. You'll see a few guys being sat the last two weeks. Um it's going to come down to the playoffs if the Bills can pull off playoff games and whatever. But I, I like both these teams right now, and they're both the teams to beat in the AFC. I don't think there is one team to beat. All right, um, tonight's game, tonight's Saturday. So we got two games tonight at 8.15, which is a little over half an hour, I believe. Um, we got the Packers taking on the Panthers. What do you got, Mike? Um. In this one, I think it's pretty easy. I'm taking the Packers. Um, I don't see Carolina being able to do anything uh, to pull off an upset. Um, I think this will just uh, prolong or, or not prolong. Sorry, I cannot find the right words today. But it'll just show that the Packers are the number one team to beat in the NFC right now. Um, and honestly... I think that they will be in the NFC championship. Uh, That's just um, a projection for me, (laughs) but um, yeah, uh, they're, they're going to win this and I think they will cover the spread. Uh, It's eight and a half. So I think they'll be able to put up those numbers. Yeah. So obviously I got the Packers win this one, but here's something that's kind of concerning about the Packers. So they haven't actually beat a team that entered the game with an above 500 record, which is, you know, it's kind of like giving me a bit of a Steeler vibes. I do think that, you know, they are better than the Steelers, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of like intrigued about next week's matchup against the Titans. I want to see if this Packers team can truly bring it to like a team that's actually entering the game with an above 500 record. But yeah, forget about that this week. You know, Panthers, they're kind of a mess right now. Like they're just, they're a rebuilding team. Like, and the Packers, they have too many weapons. They won't be able to stop them defensively. So I got the Packers win this one. I do think they'll cover the spread. I feel like it'll be a 14-point game. There's only one um, buy in each division this year. Right now, the Packers have that buy. The Saints are taking on the number one team in the AFC this coming week weekend. So the Packers are going to come out. They're going to cover the spread. Uh, it's eight, if it's eight and a half, I think they're going to put up at least eight and a half. Um, yeah, like Thomas said, the real test is going to come against the Titans team, who's been a pretty good team this year. Obviously, the Packers haven't looked the greatest. So I don't know if McCaffrey's still out. He might be 
Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's going to win the MVP, but he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks this year, and they definitely are going to want to want. They're definitely going to want to get that buy going into this playoff. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to take the Packers cover the spread as well. Um, the Panthers are a tough team, however. Uh, I feel like most of the time they they keep things close. I mean, they've won a decent amount of games without Christian McCaffrey. It seems whenever the guy comes back, he just can't stay on the field. Um, regardless, I don't like this matchup for Panthers wideouts. I mean, the Packers secondary is is gross. Um, their linebackers have been kind of underwhelming this year, but they're looking good, and that defensive line is so solid. Stop Mike Davis. Moving on to Sunday, the 1 o'clock slate, we have the Texans taking on the Colts divisional matchup. Um, and I believe right now the Colts are – earlier I got it at 5.5, but the odds are at 7.5 right now. What do you boys think? Um, I'm taking the Colts in this one. I mean, they faced uh, the Texans a couple weeks ago, and they beat them. I think just uh, it was a one-possession game, a touchdown. But still, I think the Colts, honestly um, – I think the Colts are don't get enough credit. Uh, they're nine and four, um, and on paper, they they're a good team. I mean, their numbers might not show it and everything like that, like statistics wise, but I think they're they're one of the better teams in the AFC um, that can potentially take on the Chiefs. I mean, they beat the Packers uh, earlier in the season, or not earlier in the season, a couple weeks ago, but. Still, they've they've been pretty impressive. So I'm taking the Colts. I mean, it's 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 at home, uh, and the Texans are allowing the second most uh, fantasy points to running backs this season. So expect a big game uh, in the running game against uh, the Texans. And I mean, the Texans are not doing anything at all this year. They're four and nine. Um, pretty sad season for them. So the Colts will be looking to move along, move forward, and. Uh, solidify a playoff spot. I know Alex is going to be happy after this game because the Texans draft stock is going to worsen a little bit. And then Miami's going to get a better pick in the draft. But yeah, I've obviously got the Colts taking this one. Like Deshaun Watson, like, or Houston quarterbacks last week were sacked seven times by the Bears pass rush. And the Bears do have a good pass rush. The Colts, they pretty much have almost as good of a pass rush. So expect, you know, Deshaun to be running for his life this game. Plus, he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So you got, you got to feel bad for the guy. Like there isn't really – it rarely happens where, you know, a good quarterback is on a bad team, like, through the season. Like it doesn't happen too often. You're seeing it this year. So, I don't know, just prayers up to Deshaun Watson. I hope he gets – I hope, you know, Houston actually does something for him and gets some players for him because they're looking like the, in a dark spot right now. Going into this matchup um... – the Texans have nothing to lose because they don't own their first or their second round draft picks, as I say every week. Colts have a lot to lose because they're nine and four. They're sitting in the first, no, the second wild card um, spot right now. Dolphins are on their tail. Ravens are on their tail. Last time these two teams played, it was a close game. With the Texans having nothing to lose, this game's going to go one of two ways. Deshaun Watson's going to throw for 450 yards, get like three touchdowns, and they're going to snap. Or Deshaun Watson throws for like 300 yards, except gets a couple picks, and the Colts run away with this game. Now, I'm going to take the uh, take the Texans in this one. I think I took the Colts last time. This is my upset of the week. 
I just have a feeling that the Texans are going to come out and Deshaun Watson is going to have a world of a game. And yeah, I think they're going to catch the Colts by surprise early. And that's the key for them to win this game. Last, last, last time they played, it was a six-point game. Also, the Texans should have won that game. Happened on like the three-yard line. Last play of the game, Deshaun Watson fumbles the ball. Like on, on the Colts' three-yard line, should have been a, they should have scored in that drive somehow. All the guys have mentioned, I mean, Colts have tons to lose. Texans don't, and that's why I like the Texans a lot in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans come out firing and find a way to win this game, but I will still take the Colts. Um, but not to cover the seven and a half. I feel it could be a closer game down to the wire. The Colts really just don't blow anyone out. Um, I mention it every time. Slow, boring offense. You're not going to get much done. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's a, he's been a really bright spot. He, he's been playing good the last few weeks. Uh, he had a big game last week as well. Uh, that Colts running game is dangerous. And T.Y. Hilton, the guy that we trashed for a little while, has really stepped up the last few weeks. So, yeah, uh, I'll take the Colts. I just wanted to say that the Colts might be the most well-rounded team in the NFC right now. Got a decent passing game. You know, all like pretty good run game, and they also have a pretty good defense. AFC, right? Oh, AFC. All right, just making sure. (laughs) They might be one of the most well-rounded teams, to be honest. What do you guys think? Oh, I definitely agree. Uh, If if they can get that – if they can keep the the passing game that they've had the last few weeks with that defense that's been – one of the best in the league in terms of stopping opponents' quarterbacks, um, they're going to go far. Uh, the one weak spot, though, is Phillip Rivers is their quarterback, and notoriously, he's just not that great in the playoff. Honestly, yeah. All I right. Think- uh, the next- My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, no, the Colts are honestly, like I was saying before, uh, when I was making my pick, they're they're easily one of the like they're underrated. I feel, and they can easily not easily beat the Chiefs, but they can you know pose a threat to them and potentially like do something in the playoffs if it comes to you know facing them. Um, they they put up great numbers against I mean the Packers um, and all that, and they kept it close with them. They they faced the the Titans twice uh, this year. And I'm pretty sure it went one and one. Can't remember exactly, but still. It went one and one. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So, yeah, they went one and one. Um, but still, I don't know. Yeah, they're well-rounded. They've got an amazing defense. Um, offensively, they're great. Phillip Rivers, yeah, just that'd be the only thing to see how he performs. If either it's the amazing Phillip Rivers or it's the uh, Phillip Rivers that just tanks and does horribly. That's what it's going to come down to. All righty. Uh, next game of the week. We have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm not seeing the line for this game on my book right now. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Um, the spread is um, under 11 for the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah. Um, I like the Titans in this game, obviously. Uh, the Lions, they've been so banged up that even if they were a decent enough team to be pushing things, um, I'll take the Titans in this one as well. What do you guys got? Titans are grooving. Um, and they're facing the Lions. I mean, Lions are five and eight, but still, they're allowing the third most reception yards to wide receivers this season. Um, and the Titans are averaging thirty plus points uh, a game this season at, at the moment. So, I'm taking them um, to win this one. And yeah. 
uh, I, it's at home. That's, an, that's another thing. I, I don't see an upset happening here. I think the Titans will be able to get to 10 wins and uh, they'll be able to further along them, themselves uh, and, uh, you know, really get it going for playoff time. So they'll be able to win this one. And I think that they won't cover the spread though. Um, I don't think that it'll be 11 point win, uh, but I still feel like they will dominate in this game. Yeah. Well, the Lions have allowed 21 rushing touchdowns this year, which is tied for the most in the season. And they're playing the best running back in the NFL right now, Derek Henry. He has 15 or he has 1,532 rushing yards right now, three games left. He has to average 156 per game. If he wants to get in that coveted 2,000 rushing yards club, he'd be the eighth running back to ever do that. So I feel like this is just going to be a stat pad game for Henry, honestly. Like, and you know, whenever it's wintertime, he feasts on, you know, the tired teams. Like teams, you know, they're all so banged up, but Henry is still going. So expect Derrick Henry to have a big game today. He's definitely being motivated because he probably wants to set history. Tennessee favored under 11. I would take him in that. It's kind of risky, though, because the Lions did show some life when they played the Packers. But ultimately, they just fell short. But, yeah, I'm, obviously, I'm taking the Titans. But I'd say it's kind of risky betting on the spread this game because, you know, Stafford, he's like – is Stafford playing or no? I think he's questionable. So – yeah, I think he's being pushed to play, but I mean, he's he's really banged up right now, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so, yeah it's going to be a banged up Stafford, so yeah, I would say kind of see on the spread, but honestly, you never know because Stafford could come out dotting. It's a shame they're for uh, they're pushing him to play when they have no hope in this season. Um, just let my man rest. He's been carrying your terrible team the last couple of years. Um, get him some weapons or something. Get a better draft pick. Titans definitely are coming out because they want that. Uh, they want that. I don't even know what AFC they're in, but they want to get first place. Um, both of the teams in that conference are nine and four. They're both facing teams under five hundred, and both of those teams they're playing don't really have anything to gain. I guess. I guess the Lions would have a worse draft pick if they win this game. Eleven point favorite i think they'll take it i think they can stat pad this game especially if matthew stafford just like can't do anything um i've seen matthew stafford cover uh, break a couple spreads before but if he's banged up question if they even put him in i don't know if that's gonna happen so uh yeah titans and i got him covering the spread all right the next matchup we got the vikings and the bears another divisional matchup um right now the vikings are minus three um last time these two teams played Minnesota won 19-13 in a primetime game. What do you boys got? Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Um, I feel like both teams are evenly matched in terms of how bad they are or how bad they've been this season. I mean, I guess you could say Minnesota has a slight edge because, I mean, at least they have a better quarterback and obviously a better running back in uh, Delvin Cook. Uh, which the Vikings are actually averaging almost 150 yards per game this season, which is the most uh, in a season since uh, AP in 2012, and he actually won the NFL MVP that year. So, I mean, I feel like uh, this will be more of a, of a running uh, game for them uh, in terms of how they'll win. But uh, also it's important to note that the Bears are allowing um, – or actually, sorry – yeah, the Bears are allowing the third fewest uh, fantasy points uh, to wide receivers this season. 
So obviously, it'll it'll be a running game um, for the most part, uh, at least since the wide receivers uh, for the Vikings. I mean, yeah, you have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who I'm not sure. Oh yeah, he'll be, he'll be playing this game. Sorry, uh, for some reason I still thought he had COVID, but. Um, yeah, I'm um, taking the Vikings in this one. I do think that they'll be able to cover the spread. It'll be close like it was in their previous matchup. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, this is a big game for both teams because whoever loses this has less than a 5% chance to make the playoffs. So if either of these teams want to even, like, try to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. And this is an intriguing matchup because the thing is, like Matt Nagy is four and one lifetime versus the Vikings when he's, you know, the bears head coach and he's had their number over, you know, the past few seasons, to be honest, but it's a kind of a different team, I guess. Like, but I don't know. Cause Mitch Trubisky had a really good game last week. Like he actually looked like a competent quarterback, believe it or not. He was throwing dots. He was moving the chains. The Bears' running game was putting up yards. Like, everything was clicking offensively for them, which I don't think has ever happened this season. So maybe they can carry that momentum. Trubisky will finally have some confidence. Maybe he'll start playing better. It's not like the Vikings have a great defense anyways. And Dalvin Cook, while he does have, you know, the um, – he does have 14 rushing touchdowns this season – He's averaged 2.84 yards per rush in four career games against the Bears. So obviously, the Bears have always found a way to clamp them. So I'm going to take the Bears in this one. I feel like the Bears are going to come out with a win here. Trubisky, he won't be as good as last week, but he won't be as horrible as he's been through the season. And I feel like they'll just come out right on top in a close one. Trubisky came out, was the best quarterback from his draft class last week because Mahomes threw three picks. Deshaun Watson was obviously the quarterback in the game against Trubisky, and I think they beat him by like 30 or something. Trubisky's playing for his job right now. Even if it's not in Chicago, he's playing for some sort of job because I think he's a free agent next year because he doesn't have a contract. Um, It's a pretty even matchup. I think both teams have their flaws. The Vikings' flaw being Kirk Cousins, their quarterback, and the Bears' flaw being they don't really have a quarterback. Last week, obviously, Trubisky did something that we haven't seen Trubisky do in a couple of years. So I'm going to take the Bears in this one. What's the uh, spread again? Three for the Vikings or the Bears? All right, so yeah, um, I'm going to take the Bears in this one. I'm going to take the Bears as well. Um, when they played Week 10, as I mentioned, the Vikings won 19-13. Um, in that game, the Bears did not have Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback, and they also had no David Montgomery. Uh, the three running backs in that game for the Bears were Ryan Now, Lamar Miller, and Artavis Pierce. Uh, fantasy studs probably that week. Um, they combined for nine yards on the ground um, and 24 receiving yards. Um, the Vikings, Dalvin Cook's had a great season, obviously. As Thomas has mentioned, he's averaging less than three yards per carry um, against the Bears in his career, with his lowest yards per carry this year being um, 3.2, and that was against the Vikings in Week 10. Um, Trubisky's looking good. He's passed for 267 yards in his last two games um, total. So he's exact same yardage in each game. Um, the Bears are still fighting right now. I know the Vikings are as well, but I like the Bears in this game. Obviously, they will cover the plus three. 
And even if the Vikings were going to win, I'd still say the Bears are going to cover that plus three. So it's going to be a really close game down to the wire. Um, next up, we got an out-of-division matchup with the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Washington football team. Uh, currently, that line is, I think, I believe it was, at, it was at five and a half, I think it was, for the Seahawks. What do you guys got? Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks in this one. Uh, I wanted to take Washington in the upset, but uh, there's just too many stats against uh, them to even pick them. But um, Pete Carroll has won six of his eight uh, meetings against uh, Ron Rivera, including the playoffs. So obviously in, in terms of that, Carroll's favored. Um, Russell Wilson has averaged uh, the most rushing yards uh, as for a quarterback against Washington in his career. Um, and yeah, and Washington is one of three teams to have players with five sacks this season, which uh, I mean, shows that obviously they've been a dominant defense and everything like that. But I don't know. I, I don't see them being able to pull this one off. I mean, Seattle is, is trying to uh, solidify a – well, I mean, they already – well, yeah, they are actually trying to solidify a playoff spot with uh, Arizona and uh, the Rams in their division. I'm expecting Russell to have a big game against Washington um, in the air and on the ground and with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, yeah, and – you, sp- you said the spread was um, minus six and a half, right? Five, five and a half. Five and a half, sorry. So, yeah, um, I think they'll be able to cover that. Um, I think they'll actually, yeah, just be able to cover it with a touchdown. So, yeah, I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, well, Seattle, this is kind of an interesting matchup. Washington's a top five defense in the league right now. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, they're scary. And – Seattle's O-line, you know, it's okay. Like, it's not anything special. But thing is, Russell Wilson, he, like, other than that Jets game, like, he hasn't really been that impressive over the past month. He's kind of, like, regressed a little bit. Maybe that Jets game will kind of, like, give him back the confidence that he needs to, like, start playing the way he was at the beginning of the season. But the thing is, Washington's starting Dwayne Haskins, I'm pretty sure, because Alex Smith, I think, has a calf injury, so he's not playing. So I feel bad for Alex Smith, but. Dwayne Haskins, that's kind of – I don't know what to think about that, to be honest. Like, I don't know if, like, he's going to be motivated, like, to actually prove himself. He's not playing a really good defense. Like, he could do that. But, obviously, Seattle loves the blitz a lot. Will Haskins be able to, like, hand blitz, make the right reads against that defense that pretty much they just rely on getting pressure on the quarterback. It usually works against young quarterbacks because they can't make the proper reads. So, I feel – I feel like if maybe Alex Smith or something playing like that, I would take Washington. But because it's Dwayne Haskins and because of Seattle's, you know, crazy blitz scheme and everything like that, I'm going to take um, Seattle in this one. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think. Like, I don't think Seattle will be able to put up that many points, really. But I feel like it'll be a close game. But I honestly, I wouldn't even take Seattle over the spread. I feel like it'll be a three-point game. But I got Seattle. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing a lot of backup quarterbacks and third-string quarterbacks coming in and not necessarily making a name for themselves, but kind of making a redemption era. We saw it in Trubisky. Um, Colt McCoy somehow pulled out a win 
Then it's the Seahawks team, if I'm correct, um, who's also going to start this week because Daniel Jones, once again, is out. Marcus Mariota should have won, probably, against the Chargers, but his defense sucks. So I'm going to take Dwayne Haskins to win this game for the football team. If they win this game, they would be 7-7. Seven and seven. So a team in the NFC East, I'm not calling them the NFC least anymore because Washington's a pretty decent football team. Considering the NFC isn't the toughest uh, conference in football anyways, um, that's a pretty decent that's a pretty decent, decent record because Cardinals lose this week. They're also 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm going to take them winning this game. And, yeah, since they're the underdogs, don't take the spread. Washington is not only without Alex Smith, uh, Antonio Gibson, or Turf Toe Tony, as I, I like to call him in my fantasy league. He's also very doubtful for this week. They're going up against a team that, uh, in the Seahawks, that is very weak secondary-wise. Uh, Terry McLaurin could be in for a big game. Uh, Logan Thomas, who's been surprisingly one of the best tight ends in the league this year, they could be in for a big game. That being said, though, take the Seahawks in this game, and I'm really caught on uh, the spread because I feel like this is a game that could end at exactly five points. With that being, you know, Washington gets somehow gets somewhere and makes this game close, gets a two-point conversion and gets it. I have Russ and DK and Fantasy this week. Uh, I need a big game. I am the one seed going, against, going up against a strong team. Uh, I like the Seahawks a lot, but Washington, don't ever count them out. This is the year of the backup quarterback. Um, and surprisingly, in the NFC East, every team is starting a backup quarterback right now. The Cowboys are starting Andy Dalton, the GOAT, thanks to Dak Prescott. Uh, the Eagles are starting Jalen Hurts, benching Carson Wentz. Washington is now on their third-string quarterback with um, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith being out. And the Giants are at Colt McCoy season right now. So I will take the Seahawks. And I want to say that they will cover the spread. I see it being a six-point game at most. I don't see a blowout here. Moving on to the 1 o'clock games, we got the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go first in this one because I want to get you AFC bias guys at it, uh, to go at it afterwards. I'm going to take the Patriots in this game for one reason. Bill Belichick dominates rookie quarterbacks. It does not matter who they are. We saw that in that Chargers game a few weeks ago. I had the Chargers like minus something in that game, and the patch just blew them out because Bill Belichick does not lose to rookie quarterbacks. I think he's only lost to a rookie quarterback once. could not tell you who it is, though. This is also a big game for the Pats as well, pushing for that AFC wild card because AFC is absolute madness right now, um, especially with the Raiders losing, that open up a big spot, uh, Ravens, Browns, anything can happen. Pats can push their way in. The spread right now, Miami minus one and a half. The Dolphins, I'm not, I'm not liking their, their, their team a lot. Uh, their, their offense does not put up much. I've argued it before. I'll argue it again. Uh, their defense saves them a lot. To his first few wins, yes, he played good, but he also had four defensive touchdowns in those first three games, I believe, which saved him those games. I will take the New England Patriots. I hate myself. You know, I was actually going to mention that stat about uh, rookie quarterbacks, and that was the only thing that could potentially sway me to choose the Patriots. Uh, but still, I'm taking Miami. But I will say that rookie quarterbacks, like you said, are – 
seven and 21 versus uh, Bill Pelichek. And obviously Herbert uh, was the only rookie quarterback uh, to face New England this season, which obviously the Patriots won in a blowout 45 to, to nothing. But um, I think it's different in this situation just because if Tua, I can say Tua is better than Herbert as of right now, considering Herbert's played the whole season and Tua's only played uh, a couple compared to him. But I will say that Miami has a pretty good defense. And sure, Bill Belichick, yes, going up against three quarterback, you could bring up that stat. But still, I think that Miami's defense is good enough, as we saw against the Chiefs last week, where they can go up against pretty much anybody and dominate. Um, so I'm taking Miami. Um, I've feel like just checking the spread they I'm lost give me one second yeah uh, I feel like they will cover the spread in this one um I feel like it won't necessarily be close but it'll be a pretty evenly game since I feel like the offense of Miami's offense won't do necessarily great because of that stat but the defense will be able to come in and kind of save the game for them so I'm taking Miami Okay, let me just say something. Alex is going to love this. Brian Flores is not an idiot. He's a way better coach than Anthony Lynn. He knows what Tua can do. And obviously, he's not going to overuse Tua. He's going to stick to the strengths of the team, defense, and um, pretty much check down, stuff like that. And also, Tua could throw zero touchdowns, and they'll still win this game because they're going to pick off Cam Newton. They might get a defensive touchdown or two. What is Cam Newton going to do? Like, Cam Newton's only thrown for, like, three or four touchdowns the whole year. I think he's, like – I don't think he's thrown, like, more than 200 yards in the game. I think it's, like, only once this year. And it's, like, he's not going to do anything. This is going to be – like, let's say if that, you know, Bill Belichick curse, you know, holds up. Like, first of all, it's only been one game this year. The Patriots are a way different team than they've been in the past. They're not as good. They're not as good defensively. They're nowhere near offensively as good. And, yeah, I do think that – like even though you know Herbert did have a bad game against them, Miami's a way better coach team than the Chargers, and they'll be able to like put a better scheme together, better game plan. Plus, this is a divisional matchup. The teams know each other really well. So yeah, I've got Miami in this one, and I think the reason why Tua won't play like crap is because Brian Flores is a good coach. All right. So the thing is, the Dolphins rank I think in top five in passing defense. They're also playing against a quarterback that can't pass the ball. So right there, you're set. Now, the run defense for the Dolphins isn't good. However, they've been doing this against quarterbacks that can actually throw the ball. So now they don't have to worry. They can literally play cover one the whole game because what's Cam Newton going to do? There's also a couple of guys that were questionable for this week that could be coming back. When the Dolphins played the Chiefs, they were without Kyle Van Noy and Landon Roberts, two big starters on the defensive end, only lost the Chiefs by one touchdown. They're also without Salvin Ahmed, who is one of their top three running backs. So the Dolphins are always getting injuries on the running back. Um, Jacqueline Grant and Devontae Parker are also both questionable. I think they both played. Mike Jacecki, don't know if he'll play. He's also listed as questionable. Forget all the injuries. Tua is kind of like, he, he shows his rookie mistakes. He's stupid sometimes. He was in the end zone, and instead of throwing away the ball, he tried to evade a hit when the pocket collapsed, which gave them a safety, which basically killed any chance the Dolphins had at winning that game. This is an interesting thing, though. Two is a rookie. So, every year, the Patriots come to Miami 1-0 and against them. They're 1-0 and against Miami now. 
Dolphins always managed to beat the Patriots at least once in the season. Last time they came down to Miami Gardens, it was the Miami Miracle, I think. Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback. That was a lot better of a Patriots team. We also beat the Patriots last year, which kicked them out of the bye, which eventually led them to losing to Ryan Tannehill in a playoff game, which gave the Chiefs a bye. Tua is not only going to win this game, he's going to take away any playoff chances that the Patriots had, and they're going to cover the spread that's at 1.5. I'm taking the Dolphins in this one. All right, all right. Next matchup, uh, third to last 1 o'clock game, we got the Jaguars and Ravens. What do we got? This one's a no-brainer. Um, I'm taking the Ravens. The Jags, we don't know how much of an awful season they've, they've had. Baltimore's coming off a great game against uh, the, the Browns. Um, they've put up 34-plus points in two straight games. Uh, they're trying to get in the playoffs um, and clinch a spot. So this will be an easy game for them. Um, Jacksonville's allowing third most uh, rushing yards to uh, running backs this season. So the Ravens are going to run all over the Jags, pass all over the Jags. Jacksonville's trash. I'm taking the Ravens. And um, the sp- terms of the spread, they – they will cover the spread. Jacksonville's absolutely garbage. So Ravens will be able to pull this one off. Yeah, Jacksonville is trash. You know, they should have – they could have won a few more games, you know, if they started Minshew or, you know, like any other quarterback over Mike Glennon. But, you know, obviously they're trying to lose. That's why, you know, they actually started him. But, yeah, like you got to feel bad because I'm pretty sure Minshew's starting this game and he's going to have to come back against a respectable Ravens defense and probably get absolutely destroyed. feel bad for the guy, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, Ravens in this one, obviously. Lamar Jackson, I feel like, you know, after that game, it lit a fire under his ass and now he's just going to try playing some of the best football of his career. Even though they're playing against – they have the easiest remaining schedule according to the NFL per FBI. So, yeah, like, they're the final three opponents are combined 8-30 and one record this season. And they have a 60% chance to win out and 86% chance to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I feel like the Ravens are definitely going to win this. And I wouldn't be – they'll probably make the playoffs too, to be honest. Um, right now, Ravens are sitting behind the Dolphins for that last playoff spot. However, they do have – as Thomas just stated, the easiest get remaining schedule out of any of the teams in the NFL right now. Um, they're lucky they're playing the Jags this week. I'm going to take them. Nothing, no ifs, no buts. Uh, Jacksonville has had a couple close games against some pretty respectable teams, but it'd be kind of stupid of them to go and win now, especially so close to the end of the season where they're trying to get that second pick to take a quarterback. All right. Um... Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Ravens minus 13. I don't like big spreads in football. Maybe college football is different because, you know, I mean, those games are crazy most of the time. However, uh, this is the Ravens against the Jaguars talking about. As Thomas mentioned, Ravens going to run all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I will indeed take the Ravens minus 13, considering the fact that the Jaguars are dead and they want to hold down the second pick. Welcome to the podcast, Casey. Any thoughts on uh, the Ravens-Jaguars? Current spread is Ravens minus 13. What do you got? 
Oh, I think the Ravens will cover easily given that Jacksonville has absolutely no run defense and Baltimore can't really do anything except run the ball right now. Um, you just missed the Dolphins Patriots one. And to your surprise, no Patriots slander. And Dalton took the Pats. Are you okay? Are you, are you clinically okay? What's your pick you- on that game since you're a Pats fan? Oh, uh, we have no chance. There's no way. Um, Damian Harris is out. There goes the run game. Cam Newton can't throw the ball. Um, I it's gonna. I have a bad feeling that it's gonna be ugly. Um, so thank God I'm working through that one. Bill Belichick though is seven and twenty-one against rookie quarterbacks. He absolutely demolishes. Well, obviously he doesn't play, but he does quite well against rookie quarterbacks. So that was the one thing that we um that we were discussing is is it are because like think about it is that belichick or is that brady because yeah no it's that, it's there is that belichick. one game this year but how are we thinking it's it's belichick, belichick because he's the one that comes up with the defensive schemes that completely mess with like little like rookie qbs and the only reason i think that that is not going to be as much of, of an advantage this year is because all of the starting d opted out or they're hurt so Hightower, Collins, um, Chung, like everyone in basically the secondary other than the McCourty guys and apparently J.C. Jackson, they all opted out. Their starting linebackers opted out. So I don't think Belichick has the right pieces to be able to cause the havoc that he has caused in the past with Ricky Hubies. One thing before we move on, just remember Brian Flores was on the Patriots staff a couple years ago. All right. Um, second to last one o'clock game, we got the Buccaneers taking on the Falcons. Uh, currently, the line for the Bucks is minus six and a half. What do we got? Um, it's the battle of Super Bowl. I don't remember what number it was, but Matt Ryan against Tom Brady, where um, the famous Falcons absolutely choking that ginormous lead that they had. Um, I'm taking the Bucks in this one. Um, I, the Falcons, I mean they're not they're not impressive enough to to be able to for me to choose an upset in this one uh the bucks are averaging like 28 29 points per game this season uh the falcons a lot have just they're just not good they're, they're just they're not the atlanta's uh, averaging about 24 it says yeah 24 points per game this season um but still, they're they're not great. Um, they've lost three of their last four games. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Bucks in this one, um, and I think that they will be able to cover the spread. I'm saying that this one's going to be a blowout. Yeah, well, this is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Falcons in this one. the The Bucks barely got by the Vikings due to you know the curse of the Viking kicker missing four kicks that game. And if they didn't miss that kick, then they wouldn't have had to try to go for a touchdown at the end of the game. It, it was just a mess. They shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have won that game, to be honest. But I don't know. The Bucs are, you know, they, they, they're weird. Like Tom Brady, it's like, I don't know. It's the schemes that are made for him just honestly don't work. And I don't know. His team is so inconsistent. And it's like they haven't really regained that form when they, um, you know, were playing so well at the beginning of the season. and. I don't know. I feel like the Falcons, they always love winning useless games. And this will definitely be the useless game that they win to worsen their draft stock. 
And I'm not sure if Julio Jones is playing. I'm trying to check right now. But even if Julio is not playing, I feel like Matt Ryan, he's going to – he'll definitely want, you know, some revenge from that Super Bowl. And, yeah, I've got – this is my upset of the week. I got the Falcons win this one. I would love to pick this as an upset because I really like watching Tom Brady lose in a Buccaneers uniform. But Matt Ryan has been so frustratingly inconsistent, especially over the past five games. His passer ratings are 112.1, and then you shoot down to 45.8, back up to 75.3, 80.4, and then last week, last week he was 57.3. And if you're going to perform that inconsistently, you're not going to win many games even if they are useless and I just don't think he has the talent around him to make up for that um that being said Brady's offensive line has also been super inconsistent if you look at like his sack numbers when they win versus when they lose it's like a direct correlation um and one of their offensive tackles is on the COVID list but even at that I really really don't see Atlanta being able to put many points on the board or stop Tampa from putting that many points on the board um, so I think Tampa's going to take this one and cover the spread. It's funny. Every time we go against the Falcons on this podcast, they somehow win. So I'm going to go against the Falcons. Tampa Bay is going to take this game, take this with a grain of salt. They're also going to cover the spread. Like I said, every time I pick against the Falcons on this podcast, they somehow win. So Bucks are going to win this game. Uh, I was too nice to the Patriots before. I still hate Tom Brady no matter what jersey he's wearing. Even if he was traded to the Eagles somehow halfway through his career, I'd still find a way to hate him. Um, I will, however, take the Falcons in this game. Um, my luck picking the Falcons, not great, never is. Um, but as Thomas also mentioned, the Falcons love winning useless games. Um, and they're going to find a way to somehow ruin a season where they could end up with a really good pick and a, and a good draft. Um, so I'll take the Falcons. Next game, the final 1 o'clock game of the week, is the Dallas Cowboys taking on San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the current spread for this game, minus three for the 49ers. Yeah, um, this game honestly could have been a great one. But there's so many people on IR, and I just honestly, I just wanted to name them all. Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, Jaquiski Tart, Dak Prescott, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, L. Collins, Blake Jerwin, and Trevon Diggs. So many people, so many notable players, and it's just sad. But anyways, uh, with back, these two backup quarterbacks here, as much as I hate Andy Dalton, I'm going to take him in this one to be able to pull off the win against the 49ers. Uh, the, the Cowboys have won the last five of six games against them. And Jimmy Gar- and sorry, the 49ers without Jim Lee, Jimmy Garoppolo are 6-25. and 25. Um, I don't think that they'll be able to get a win. I mean, they've allowed eight rushing touchdowns this season, which is the fewest in the NFL. So... I mean, it's surprising with that many notable players out on defense uh, that they've been able to do well in that area. But still, I think that Dallas will be able to pull out something to be able to get a win in this one. Um, It's in Dallas, so obviously that's another factor. Um, And I think that they will cover the spread. I think that this one will – 
either go one of two ways. Either it'll be really close and it'll end up being a three-point game or one of these teams will absolutely just take the lead and not let go of it. So I'm going to take Dallas in this one. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it more, it could go either way. But um, please don't prove me wrong, Andy Dalton. Well, San Francisco last week, they lost without allowing a scrimmage touchdown. How crazy is that? San Fran's defense, they have actually been pretty respectable this year despite all the injuries and everything they've had to go through. They rank fourth in total yards, fifth in passing yards, eighth in rushing yards, and they're third in third down percentage. So their defense has still been pretty good this year. Cowboys defense or Cowboys offense, so inconsistent. But the silver lining for the 49ers it comes down to is Nick Mullins and all the turnovers that they give up. They've given up like eight turnovers in the last like four games it's been ridiculous like they can't hold on to the ball at all but I'm gonna give some Andy Dalton slander right here Andy Dalton won't be able to get it done I don't care how many injuries there are in the 49ers they're way they're better coach team McCarthy can McCarthy is not a good coach I like my dad's a Green Bay fan I've watched McCarthy all that time and he's not a good coach I don't care if he won a Super Bowl like he had so much talent on that team like he could have won a few Super Bowls at least but yeah, I've got the 49ers win this one in an ugly game. Like, I feel like that the 49ers offense won't be as pathetic because they'll be playing a horrible, you know, um, Cowboys defense. And they're just going to hand the ball off to Raheem Mostert and maybe do check downs to Brandon Ayuk the whole time. I got the 49ers in this one. I'm also going to take the 49ers. Um, Dallas's offense is just incompetent at this point, And so is their defense. Ezekiel Elliott will not have a good game again. Um, I think the leading rusher is going to end up being Jeff Wilson Jr. just because Raheem Mostert still isn't 100% from injury. Um, but I think this is going to be a game that the Niners are going to win on the ground, especially because of how unreliable Mullins is throwing the ball in the air, even though he's going to be throwing it into a secondary that's just straight garbage. Um, so I think San Fran's going to pull this one out. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout, but I will definitely take them to cover. Oh my, okay. Alabama. Florida SEC championship some guy just got decked but I'm taking the Niners in this one I never trust the Cowboys at all they could really be like nine and seven I'd probably still take um another team against them but yeah the Niners are gonna win they're gonna cover and I kind of want to see Andy Dalton just like throw dots just so Mike gets upset um I'm gonna take the Cowboys this week um I don't know why. Uh, it's just, you know, we're coming down to the end of 2020, the most chaotic year in the history of the universe. Um, let's make the NFC East a little more wild. Cowboys win. Um, Zeke has a good matchup against really dwindled, injury-prone defensive line to the 49ers. I just don't see it happening because the Cowboys' offensive line is Swiss cheese. But the very serviceable Andy Dalton, uh, he can get the ball in other guys' hands and make it a close game. I will take the Cowboys this week. Uh, next up, um, at 4.05, we have my Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the current spread for this game is minus 6.5 for the Cardinals. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is considered an upset again, but I'm taking two weeks in a row the Eagles. Um I think the Jalen Hurts magic will be able to continue. Um, 
And honestly, Arizona has a lot of people on the injury report, a lot of people either out or questionable. And uh, Zane Gonzalez, the Cardinals kickers, out again. Um, probably good for them, the amount of bot kicks he's had this season. I mean, that is probably true. Uh, I don't know. Um, now I'm debating about... <laughs> Come on, there's no Zane Gonzalez and there's a backup quarterback playing against Kyler Murray. You know who to pick. You know what? I'm going to – never mind. I'm going to audible. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Um, I th- Never mind. Yeah, um, Kyler Murray. The play clock's running out, buddy. You can't call 35 audibles at the line. You know, <laughs> okay, um, listen, Kyler Murray has zero rushing touchdowns in four straight games. Um, I'm projecting he'll get – Two in this one with two touch uh, passing touchdowns. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has only uh, six games this season with 100 reception yards. Uh, Philadelphia has allowed a 100-yard receiver in two of the last three weeks. I say they do it again, and DeAndre gets uh, his seventh game this season with 100. I'm actually saying he gets 156 yards receiving. Um I'm just throwing out bold numbers there, but yeah, Cardinals will take this one. Yeah, well, sorry, Dalton, but the only reason that Jalen Hurts really did good last week is because, you know, he's a young rookie quarterback. They didn't know how to play him. Like, they didn't know his play style. They didn't know how to make a proper scheme for him. Now that the Cardinals have seen what he's about, running the ball, stuff up the box, get that, make sure that run game doesn't get going because if they can't, if the Eagles can't run the ball, what are they going to do? They, like, they aren't going to be able to do anything. And Cardinals are just a better team overall. Like, obviously, Kyler Murray over Jalen Hurts. Receiving core way better. better, Like, better everything, pretty much. And right now, the Cardinals are fighting for their playoff hopes. So, they're going to come out with a vengeance. And I know Eagles are technically still in the playoff hunt somehow. But, yeah, the Eagles aren't winning this one. That game against the Saints was just a fluke. They're not winning this one. I got the Cardinals covering the spread. Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with Arizona here. I think the little bit of film that they're going to be able to have on Hurts is going to make a world of difference, just knowing what this kid is about. Um, And I just think Murray on his own will be able to outrun the Eagles defense. I don't know how reliable his arm is going to be. I know Chase Edmonds is a game time decision. So I think most of the run is going to come from Murray regardless. Um, and although they've got a defensive backfield that's pretty thin at this point, speaking of Arizona, um, I don't think that's going to matter because I don't really think Hertz is going to be able to get the ball there enough. So I'm going to take Arizona to win, but I don't think they're going to cover the spread. It might have been a fever dream a little bit last week when the Eagles defeated the Saints. This week, you got... The guy who played quarterback last year for Oklahoma going against the guy that played quarterback before he was there at Oklahoma. Cardinals haven't been impressing me the last couple of weeks. The beginning of the year, I thought they really were going to compete for that first place spot in their division. Obviously, they're sitting third right now. I think they're still in the wild card race. They win their eight and six. The NFC is not that strong right now. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. Um, Jalen Hurts. Could have another great game, but I don't know. I think Kyler's going to want it a little bit more. I don't remember the spread, so, um, yeah. Six and a half for the Cardinals. Six and a half? They're not going to cover that, so, yeah. 
All right, all right. My Eagles beat the Saints last week. Shout out to Mike for throwing that Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary. Devonta Adams comes down and catches it. Eagles win the game against the Saints. Um, that was a different Saints team, however, with a tight end slash running back, a hybrid at quarterback. Um, uh, I really want to take the Eagles this week. I know it sounds crazy, but the Cardinals, their their place in the NFC has sadly fallen out of their hands. I mean, I don't even know if they're at 500 right now. Yeah, no, sorry. They're, they're seven and six right now. Winning this game would be huge for them, the wild card, but losing would pretty much eliminate them because of how strong the NFC is uh, with teams like Washington and Chicago and Minnesota breathing down their neck. Um, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, I mean, he didn't throw that much, but when he did, he looked good as he has most of the season when he came in for a player or two every game. I will take the Eagles this week just because when my teams that I support are bad and in, in line for a good draft pick like the Red Sox were, uh, they decide to win games at the end of the year and just totally blow their chances. Not that I think the Eagles are good at drafting anyway, but I'd like to see a nice low pick. I will take the Eagles in this game against a struggling Cardinals team. All righty. Um, next up, we have game of the week, potentially. We have the New York football Jets taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the spread for this game is Rams minus 17. Who are we taking? Rams are taking this one. No analysis. They're covering the spread. Jets suck. It's tanking season. It's Christmas season. Trevor Lawrence, I feel so bad for you. Rams are taking this one. Wait, 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 oh, wait, no. wait. You feel, wait, 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 one second. You feel bad for the guy who's about to get a bag at going first overall, and he's probably going to go to a nas- another national championship game? Do you really feel bad for him? If I yes. got the money Trevor Lawrence was going to get, I will lose every NFL game for my whole career. I still feel well, I don't bad know about that one. <laughs> yeah, he's going to the Jets. Like, you couldn't pay me. I heard there's some nice properties in New Jersey if you got a little bit of money. He's good enough to that, get that kind of money on any team. So, like, at least let the kid go to a winner at some point in his career. S- sit, it, sit it out one year and then go to Jacksonville the year after. Anywho, for my pick, yeah, the Rams are winning this. So, the Jets are allowing an average of 286.8 passing yards per game, and Jared Goff has gone off for weeks in a row. So, I'm going to let everyone listening do the math. Um, the Rams are going to win and easily cover that spread. Oh, I'm back. Um, I was just putting in my notes that I had to edit something Thomas said again once a week. We're going to do a new betting wager. How many edits do I have to do off of Kurt's words from Thomas and Mike? Over or under two next week? I'm going to go over because let's just say the last snippet from last week, Mike had some choice words about TJ Watt doing something to Josh Allen, which did not happen. Anyways, Rams are easily going to win this game. High spread amount. I don't know. Like, Rams are 9-4. They're going to go 10-4. But it's also Jared Goff throwing the ball. So, you never know. Um, I'm not going to take them on the spread just because I think they're going to start running the ball. And then, who knows, maybe a quick touchdown at the end of the game just to ruin the spread because that's what the Jets like to do. They like ruining people's um, hopes. Obviously, take the Rams this week. That being said, though, I don't like the spread. I see the Rams taking a huge lead, like a 20-plus point lead into the second half, 
and then just totally running the ball with their seven active rostered running backs that uh, the Rams have. Um, I see them taking guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup out of the game. Uh, maybe in Jared Goff sits the rest of the game. I mean, this is the definition of a pre-playoff tune-up game. Uh, this is an easy win for the Rams, which is very, very tough for the Cardinals who need the Rams to lose a game or two um, to kind of keep pace in that division if they want any chance. Um, yeah, I will take the Rams, but I will take the Jets against the spread of plus 17. Next up, the actual game of the week, we have, I believe, the, yes, the 12-1 and Chiefs taking on the 10-3 and Saints. Um, that line earlier was Chiefs minus three, which is what it's still sitting at. Uh, who do we got today? I'm taking the Saints in this one. Um, Drew Brees is coming back. I mean, I know Michael Thomas just went on IR, but I think this is the 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 second game in the season where the Chiefs lose. Um, I think, I mean, they're coming off a week where they just got by against the uh, Dolphins, and and yeah, uh, it was it was not so great. Uh, for them, I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I'm taking the Saints. Uh, what's the spread? Um, I feel like this will be a close one. Yeah, I'm saying that they'll cover the spread in this one. Oh, wait, if it's minus three KC, so then that means they will. Alex, help me out. All right, so since you're taking the Saints and the Saints are a three-point underdog, no matter what happens, they are against the spread, so you are taking the Saints against the spread, meaning the Chiefs will not cover. Thank you. What he said. There you go. I don't think Mike will ever learn how spreads work, to be honest, but, you know, it's okay. Um, So this is the number one ranked offense versus number two ranked defense. No Michael Thomas. That's going to be tough for Drew Brees. He's coming back after sitting out for, what, like four games, something like that. Punctured lung, that's not easy. But, um, yeah, this is going to be like a pretty good quarterback matchup between Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know. Like, I don't know how Drew Brees is going to do in his first game back playing against, you know, uh, Iffy, Casey. And the Saints also, like, allowed two 100-yard rushers you know, against Eagles last week, Hurts and Sanders. They Before that, they, they haven't even allowed, like, a 100-yard rusher in 56 games, including the playoffs, which was an NFL record. But I feel like the Saints defense will bounce back this game, but you can only contain the Chiefs so much. Like, we saw Miami try to contain the Chiefs. Sure, they got three interceptions, but Chiefs still put up 30 points on them. So, obviously, like, it's just impossible to contain the Chiefs. So, will the Saints be able to keep up with the Chiefs. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the Chiefs win this. And they, I don't know if they'll cover the spread. It'll be close. I feel like it will be a three-point game. So, yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a one-point game, and I think this is going to be the game of the year. Uh, you've got the Chiefs' number one ranked offense taking on the league's second best ranked defense. Um, and I think the Breeze-Mahomes matchup will be great. Do I think Breeze is going to be in absolute top form? No, which is why I'm going to take the Chiefs to win by a point. Um, the Chiefs defense has been looking relatively solid in 
the past two weeks, I would say, like from the stats. So pass rush has had four sacks in the last week or last week. And then Metzier has had four picks in three games. So I think that combined with uh, Drew Brees, who's coming back from injury, I think that will be enough for the Chiefs to move to the top comfortably in the top seed in the AFC. I realize we haven't talked about this game, so we're going to do it before the podcast is over. We're going to talk about the actual game of the year, which happened last week between the Browns and the, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, the Ravens, because Lamar Jackson went to, you know what, Paul Pierce it. Uh, But I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs and I am taking them to not cover the spread. I'm taking the Saints against the spread. I just think it's going to be a close game. Um, I wasn't extremely impressed with the Chiefs defense against a weaponless Tua last week in Miami. And they also didn't look that great. Well, the Chiefs and Hole didn't look that great against the Broncos the week prior. Um, if they win this game, I'm pretty much guaranteeing that they're going to win the... Well, maybe not guarantee they're going to win the AFC, but they're probably going to at least take the Bills out of contention, which would be good for the Dolphins because then they don't have to play Josh Allen in Week 17. Please don't play Josh Allen in Week 17. Yep. Chiefs in this one, Saints against spread. Um, I will take the Chiefs this week. They just look like the best team of football that we've seen in in a long time. Um, not even just like this season. I mean, they have a great thing going right now with Patty Mahomes, obviously. Um, Travis Kelsey is undoubtedly the best tight end in the league stats wise. You can argue skill with Kittle, I guess. But I mean, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey's numbers in a full point PPR league that I'm in right now. And Travis Kelsey is in first by over 30 points. I mean, he has 1,200 receiving yards, um, nine touchdowns. I mean, the guy's an animal. Um, the Saints, they're getting better and better on defense each week, which makes me think it's going to be a close game. And I see a Chiefs-Rams, um, what was it, 2018, 2019-esque kind of game where it's just a total shootout, one of the highest scoring games of all time. I like this because both defenses can be shaky. Both offenses are great, and Drew Brees is back. So, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs minus three as well. I see it being a, uh, I will say, six-point game in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Two more games. Um, the Sunday night game is the Cleveland Browns taking on the New York Giants. Uh, the current spread is minus six and a half for the Browns. That's what my book has at least. Yeah, what do you guys got? Oh, um, for this game, it's going to be, you know, obviously one of the best rushing def- rushing offenses in the NFL versus a pretty respectful rushing defense. Um, you know, OBJ kind of sucks that he isn't going to get play against his former team because of that ACL injury earlier in the year. But you know what? It is what it is. Browns show that they are a good team with that slugfest against the Ravens. We'll talk about that later. So that was a great game. But I don't know. The Giants, they just had bad loss. And Danny Dimes, you know, he did come back and he was playing injured and he didn't look good. But it's not like Colt McCoy is really going to do much anyways. And I feel like the Browns right now, like – they're also, you know, fighting for like, you know, for a playoff spot and everything like that. Like they're in the playoffs right now, but they obviously want to win this game because this is a big game right here. So yeah, I got the Browns in this one, but 
I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a close game because Cleveland, like, they won't be able to pull away and make it a blowout. I feel like it'll be a three-point game, so I wouldn't take them against the spread. I'm also going to take the Browns. Um, I really don't think they're going to cover. I think this is going to be a really ugly, gritty, ground-heavy football game. Um, you've got the Browns for the third-ranked rushing offense, averaging uh, 156 yards per game. The Giants are the seventh-ranked rush defense, allowing 101. Um, so I think that matchup is going to be really interesting. But at the end of the day, I think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb will prevail uh, with the ground game. I just don't see New York being able to keep up with Cleveland and the like the fact that Cleveland can score multiple ways, whereas I feel like New York is a little bit more one-dimensional. So I'm going to go ahead and take Cleveland to win this massive matchup, but I don't think they're going to cover that spread. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat where Jarvis Landry hasn't missed a pass attempt this year when he lines up under center because for some reason the Browns like doing Wildcats. Um, I was impressed with Baker Mayfield last week. They were playing up against a team that's probably going to make the playoffs in the Ravens. Of course, the poop game happened, and Lamar made history by being the first quarterback to leave the game, use the restroom, have his backup quarterback get injured, have the two-minute warning come, then he gets back up under center, and then starts dotting up the team that they are losing to. But no, Baker is a good quarterback, I think, and the Giants are playing Colt McCoy, who has taken out a good opponent this year in the Seahawks. But is it going to happen again? Probably not. Browns like putting up a lot of points, and I see that happening again this week. They're going to cover the spread, and Cleveland is going to pretty much guarantee their playoff chances. All right. The last game of the week, we have another divisional matchup. We have the Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, The current line is... Steelers minus 14 and a half. Um, who are you guys taking? I know we just lost Mike. Um, he had somewhere to be. But uh, what do we guys got? I know Mike would be happy. But, yeah, the Steelers are winning this, obviously. Like, Bengals aren't going to do anything. They're, like, their O-line can't even – like, their O-line can't protect anybody. Brandon Allen is, like, already injured right now. So I feel bad. Like, they've got to fix that O-line. Or else I feel like it might be Andrew Luck all over again, but this time in the form of Joe Burrow. And like, I don't want to see that happen because, you know, Burrow is a good kid and he's a good quarterback and he's shown that he has talent. So, yeah, the Bengals have got to fix that up. They got to make them, they got to make the, you know, the corrections that the Colts didn't in the past. Or else they're going to face the consequences. But yeah, Steelers will win this one. I feel like they'll cover the spread because last time they played the Bengals, they absolutely destroyed them. So, yeah, I feel like it'll be like that again. And Big Ben, he'll kind of, like, even though he's been on a cold streak lately, like, he's playing one of the worst teams in the league. He's going to have a good game. Uh, yeah, this this isn't going to be close. This isn't going to be pretty for Cincinnati. I don't think Pittsburgh could have written up a better bounce-back scenario after losing two in a row, after their worst team to go undefeated ever. Um, so, yeah, Steelers win. They'll cover. Everything will be right in Pittsburgh. The um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-1 ever since Juju Smith-Schuster danced on the Bills logo. Um, will it happen again? Probably not. But, yeah, Steelers are going to win this game. Point spread's kind of high, and the Steelers are kind of shaky. I don't know how I feel about them 
putting up that many points. But then again, who's throwing the ball for the Bengals? I don't even know his name. So they're going to cover the spread. Um, they're going to probably have a top five pick, I'm thinking, this year. So I would probably go and get a lineman. They have T. Higgins, who is really good receiver, young receiver. Um, protect Joe Burrow. I saw it with Tannehill in Miami. Had the worst line for like seven years in football. Then he goes to a team with a really good, really good line in Tennessee, and he's going to the playoffs back to back years. Protect your quarterback. Get him some help. Get some help, Michael Jordan. Um, I will take the Steelers and the spread ease in this game. The last one I played was Week Ten. Uh, the Steelers won that game thirty six to ten. In that game, however, the Bengals did have Joe Burrow. Um, and this week, they're rocking with Ryan Finley because Brandon Allen has been ruled out with a knee injury. Um, interesting stat for all of my Canadian friends out there. Uh, Maple Tron himself, Chase Claypool. I saw this on Twitter a few days ago. Uh, Chase Claypool has more TikToks made this season than he has receptions. Um, and if that isn't the most, like, like new generation, like new generation thing I've heard of. Um, that is it. That's a Mike uh, stat right there. Mike would that find is, that. St- Mike was yeah. the one that made that stat. Hit up NFL Network, and then was like, and it's crazy too. Like, like as you're saying, go ahead right after. But yeah, Mapletron has a lot of a uh, lot of receiving yards this year. Yeah, um, obviously great rookie class. He's part of that. Um, this Bengals team has a lot to look forward to though. Um, in the next few years. Uh, it's hard to tell if Joe Burr will be back, be back by the beginning of the year just because how late in the season that, that injury happened. But regardless, they have guys on that team that are young. I mean, Joe Mixon feels like he's been in the league for a few years already. He's only 24. Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Burrow's best friend's 26. T. Higgins is 21 years old. He's having a great season. Um I know their tight end got hurt at the beginning of the season. What's his name? C.J. Ozuma. Uh, he's 27 as well. They got some good young guys in this team. They have a lot to look forward to, but they should just take their L um, and head into the draft. I think the third pick right now, bearing any changes, and that guy from Oregon, that lineman, is looking like he's going to be in a Bengals jersey already. That was all for week 15 picks-wise. Do we got any playoff predictions? Who's making it? Who's not? Um, I don't know. Right now, I feel like everything is kind of falling into place the way that it should be in the wild card scenario. Like, I do think that the Browns and Colts will make the playoffs. Sorry, Alex, but because of the Ravens' easy schedule, I feel like they're going to make it ahead of Miami. But you never know what could happen. But, like, I do feel like for the AFC, it is going to be, you know, Cleveland, Indiana, and then Baltimore squeaks in as that third spot. But and then in the NFC, like I do feel like, you know, it is gonna be either, you know, Seattle or if they somehow manage to take the division, the Rams in that first spot, and then probably the Bucks. I don't see any way that they really don't make the playoffs. And then I feel like the Cardinals are a better team than the Vikings or the Bears. They're gonna make the playoffs over them. And yeah, for the divisions, it's all kind of set now to be honest, for the most part. Other than, you know, um the NFC West. But I feel like the Rams have an easier schedule. They're going to take that division. Saints already clinched the division. Packers already clinched the division. Washington's probably going to take the division because they have an easier schedule than the Giants. And then, you know, the Chiefs already clinched the division. When it comes down to Tennessee and Indiana, I still got Tennessee winning it. 
and Pittsburgh's already clinched their division. And Buffalo, after that win against the Broncos, clinched the AFC East for the first time since 1995. I'm so happy right now. Uh, yeah, I think the playoff picture, as it looks right now, looks pretty accurate to what I have a feeling it's going to end up being. I think, like Thomas said, the one change is I think Baltimore's going to move on up into a wild card spot and I don't think Miami's going to make it just because of the schedule but do I mean the the Dolphins are playing the Patriots this week which I think for them is a guaranteed win um but even at that uh the Ravens are playing the Jaguars so they're easily going to take that I really like the NFC playoff picture because if you look on nfl.com the on the bubble slide is just basically all the teams um I really don't see any of these guys sneaking in. Uh, I think Washington's going to win the NFC East, and I don't think anyone there is going to qualify for a wild card spot. So, yeah. Be careful with the Colts. If you're listening to me and you're going to take the Colts to lose this week, they got the Steelers. Um, I don't know if it's the week after, but they have the Steelers and then they have the Texans. I took the Texans winning this week, and then I think the Steelers could probably beat the Colts. That's a two-loss scenario. I think the Dolphins beat the Pats. I think they beat the Raiders. Week 17, if Josh Allen sits out, which would be smart if all the positions are locked up, then I think the Dolphins can go 3-0. I'm happy the Bills won today because that Week 17 possibility where Josh Allen is not playing – which would be smart if, like I said, everything's lined up the way they want it. Then I'm still optimistic the Dolphins make it. I still think the Ravens could go 3-0-2. I think the toughest game Miami's going to play is this week against the Patriots just because I, I have a gut feeling the Bills are going to set out Josh Allen and a lot of other starters. I was going to say that they're probably going to be fighting for seeding anyways. Like I, I don't really see them sitting out Josh Allen, to be honest. But, you know, if they did, it would give Miami a huge advantage in that game. I hope they don't, though, because I really want to see a good game between Miami and, you know, Buffalo. I That's, like, one of the games I've been hyping up this entire year. I really hope they play their starters. I want to see a really good game. And then Miami loses and they don't make the playoffs. That would be my ideal scenario. Uh, yeah, the NFC is crazy, crazy right now. Um, a lot of teams, six, seven – maybe even five wins that are really making a case now and they still have a chance. I mean, Washington, they're six and seven behind them is the Cowboys who are four and nine. Um, the Eagles are four, eight and one, which gives them a game over the Cowboys because they have one less loss. And then the giants are five and eight. Um, and out of those teams, I mean, none of them have an easy, have an easy matchup this week. Uh, the only team I really picked out of there was the Eagles, but that was just me being an Eagles fan. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys, if they can do it this week, um, and Washington loses the Seahawks, um, they'll be in a good spot because Washington plays the Panthers, who are a very unpredictable team. They're getting they're getting beat up right now by the Packers, fourteen to three. But I feel like that Panthers team can really do a lot. Um, in terms of the AFC, um, I don't think the Pats are going to end up making it. Um, I know that there's, 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 a, there's a sliver of a chance that they still make it, but I mean, there's just some AFC teams that I like a little bit more. Um, the Browns look good. 
uh, and you can really pick and choose with that. Um, but I feel like the Ravens will get in. And, yeah, I mean, the Chargers, I guess, they get some good chance. I, the Raiders, they're looking dead. There's a lot that can happen in the AFC and NFC, and I don't think we're going to know until probably the end of next week um, because after that is when teams probably be more likely to, to bench players um, and we'll kind of a solid seating set. But um, that's all I got for now. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that Ravens-Browns game because it already happened, but obviously that's one of the best – honestly, one of the best games in NFL history. That was crazy. Back and forth, that fourth quarter, Lamar coming out, fourth and five, throws a dot to Marquise Brown, open in the middle of the field, but then Baker decides, you know, he wants to storm back down, and then it just ends in a Justin Tucker field goal. Like, what did you guys think of that? That game was so much fun, and I don't think there's anyone on the face of this earth that believes that Lamar Jackson was cramping. Um, I think we can we can put that one behind us for now. All My dad even does. asked me today. My dad even asked me today, he's like, so what was the deal? Like, did he have to go to the bathroom or was he cramping? And it's like, well, he says one thing, but we all we all saw that run and everyone knows what that run is. But I just think that adds to the glory of the game and like the fact that this is going to go down in history. Um, that was a wild game. Um, I really needed the Browns to win. It didn't happen. I came at Sam. I grilled him pretty hard for coming at Lamar Jackson and Ryan Tannehill. On the last pot, I think. But yeah, as Casey said, we all saw that walk. We know what it is. Um, he even told the guy to get out of the way when he was opening the locker room door. That's how bad he had to go. She saw that fourth and five, though. The Browns completely played that wrong. I think they had the safety and the corner run into each other, kind of. So they both played the gap, and that's how they opened the, f- the middle of the field was wide open. It would have been hilarious because if you saw Lamar Jackson clocked it at seven seconds, which he shouldn't have done. He should have clocked it about three, but he clocked the ball at seven seconds, which gave Baker one opportunity to, um, they didn't hail Mary it, right? They tried to do this like reverse thing and it almost worked if they got the one block on the right side, which would have been the craziest play in NFL history if that worked. But um, yeah, it was a great game. If both of these teams make the playoffs, it'd be amazing to see them match up against each other. They're both going to be wildcard teams, so that would mean a couple upsets have to happen, but who knows? Uh, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy game. The ending, obviously, you know, minus the Lamar Jackson with cramps storyline. Um, the GOAT, Trace McSorley, comes in, gets injured. He's on the IR now. Uh, we're, we're all thinking about you, Trace. Um, you know, potential first-round fantasy pick soon in the future, Trace McSorley. Um, Throw it on a dime. Yeah, Every, everyone loves that song. I mean, that's just Trace McSorley for you. Guy's a legend. Even though, he went, even though he went to Penn State, I'll give him a pass. It was a great game that I'd like to see every divisional game end in um, this week because there's a lot of them. It definitely makes things interesting. And, I mean, anyone who bets the over in a game like that is a happy, happy person. Yeah, I, I like this Browns team right now. I know Thomas was bringing up the Baker Mayfield cycle, um, you know, beat inferior team, suck against a suck against a good team. But I mean, the Ravens defense, call it what it is. I mean, last year they were an amazing, amazing defense. The Ravens are a team that the keys are, are you know, they're in the ignition for them. Um, they need to come out and win out. 
and hope the Browns drop a game because that's the uh, – sorry, other way around. The, the Ravens are, are pushing for it, and the Browns need to, need to win out, and the Ravens need to drop a game from the feel safe in that division. It's week 15. We got uh, – including this week, we got three more to go before playoffs. We got wild card then. Uh, it's been a crazy NFL season, and I know all of us here at the Intermission are looking forward to podcasting uh, the rest of this season uh, and continuing to all go 9-4 and four on our picks every week. It's crazy the amount of times that we'll pick offsets, but then we'll always end up with like four losses. Every time you read the chat, after the 1 p.m. games, we're all like, yeah, we got two losses. And then after Monday night, we're like, yep, four. Every single time. Thank you all for joining us on the Week 15 NFL Pick'em Edition and Betting Odds on the Intermission Sports Podcast. Goldie's Takes and Thomas's Power Rankings are already up. We also have a new article by Christina on Josh Allen's career from JUCO to the NFL. Really appreciate you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Intermission Sports Podcast.